All right, welcome to Craft Imperial. This is the Viking. I am the Bourbon Cowboy. We sit here to discuss great cigars, great whiskey, and have a lot of fun with banter and discussing all these great cigars and bourbon. We'll sit here every week with you, enjoy this podcast, different cigars, different whiskey, all the banter, a lot of fun, a lot of nonsense, and <laughs> that's what it's about. Thank you for joining Craft the Puro. Please enjoy this episode. Cheers. All right, everyone, welcome back to the Craft and Puro podcast. You are here with your hosts, the Viking and the Bourbon Cowboy. Where are we? We are sitting on my back porch looking at a mountain shitload of dirt. It's literally the Cowboy's Ranch now. Yeah. Okay. There's some mountain dirt from the pool. The pool is done, but everything around is just nothing but mud. There's some shit going on. We had to do the uh, podcast here today because I had some late appliance guys here putting in our appliances. And and I wore flip-flops and my fucking feet are now cold. And I said to him, I said, I think you may have, you know. I was making a fashion decision. Maybe you underestimated. It's going to get chilly as soon as that sun goes down. But anyway, do we, you know, we used to say hey this is our 41st episode do we even know what episode yeah is actually i can tell you so i believe this is uh 59 59 59 yeah i do believe this is 59 we're recording right now 59 i like to check them it's, it's kind of cool how we haven't been doing it yeah 59 this will be 59 so 59 episodes and um you know, we can't always go, we, you know, we, we tried for a long time because I had a vault and I had a lot of stuff and we were making some trips, but with COVID and everything, we've been kind of low and slow this last year. So we're having to revisit some bourbons and as well as some of the cigars. I, I am smoking today the Rocky Battelle 25th anniversary uh, quarter century. And have we had that on? Not in the 60. Oh. So this is where it's different. We had the yeah. quarter century on. Actually, you know what? We have not. I take that back. You smoked the quarter century. Niche gave it to you at the event. Niche gave you the quarter century when he gave me the winter classic. Yeah, and I don't know. But it was, I want to say it was the Toro. It was, it was. Yeah, it because wasn't this it. box is the box that Niche signed and sent us. Yeah. That we got in the mail. Um, no, that's not right. We no, got you, the winter classic. You got the, the winter mail. classic that was signed. These you picked and up. And I think I bought. And then we did a little split ski thing on them. Anyway, so I, you know, I was just telling uh, the Viking there. I went down to the farm last night, and um, I pulled out maybe a Toro size um, Rocky Battelle by Niche, his bold, and we've had that on before. We've. We've done. We've done both renditions of the bold, and yeah. even actually one of the best conversations ever, I think, was hearing Niche say that he agreed with us this time. He did the bold right. Yeah, and I was I was saying it was uh, a winter chicken dinner last night. I smoked that. Well, I had three different ones, and as well as I end up with that Maduro Special um, Oliva V series. 
um, which is always a good smoke. But, so we're gonna give this a shot out. We're gonna re revisit it. And Mark, what do you smoke? Uh, so I'm smoking something we haven't on the, had on the podcast before. I did a little bit of a humidor cleansing today, moved some stuff over to our locker at Lit, and then uh, kinda, basically by that, I had, I had a lot of boxes that had like one or two left in them. Pulled the sticks, got rid of the boxes. You know, so it opened up room. Because um, I did some box purchasing the other day, so <laughs> I needed room for it. Um, but I'm smoking the Warped La Colmina. Um, this is from 2018 from Warped Cigars, made out of El Titan de Bronze down in uh, Miami, Florida. Uh, Warped Cigars, uh, very Nicaraguan based on all that. So this has been sitting for a while. Kind of curious to get into this. Um, cool because it's got like that mummy wrap closed foot see how it's like pressed over and pushed down kind of kind of unique so this will be fun to smoke uh, like the cowboy said yeah we uh it's kind of cool to be to be uh, stepping out like we're back here at um uh the cowboys ranch out here on the porch he just had a lot of home stuff done today that has been in the waiting and now it's actually in locked in and looks fucking fantastic uh so we are going to touch on some old bourbons that we've done before but I what's unique well one of these we have not hands down we have I don't not know that we've had the single we haven't done that either 92 when we drank that that was not on the podcast i think we had the that's house. the bottle that was brought back correct i think we may have had that when we were down at the farm uh on the podcast with the russian we were on the front porch we may have um opened that you might be right Anyway. So, guys, so you know, like, to reference, this is kind of funny. When we have these talks, I just go back through our episode posts on our Instagram to see what bottles we put up. Because <laughs> that's how I know what we've had and what we have <laughs> on the podcast. But, yeah, it's nice out here, man. St. Louis right now, it's probably 54 degrees. Uh, probably 48 in the wind. A little um, breezy for me, but... Yeah, anyway. it could it could calm the breeze now, but it's it's been nice, man. Been out in uh, with shorts, long sleeve shirt, and flip flops all day. Kind of tucked in the. Uh, I got some base layer on now, but we're doing all right. I think we. Uh, I think there's a little cool front coming through tonight. It's going to drop us down about 10 degrees. Yeah, I thought temperature was supposed to come down a little bit. But I, I, thought I thought that thought. was going to be last night, but I guess it's tonight. Anyway, so that's so when, when we we're were smoking. at the farm. We haven't done this. Okay. At least not posted. We may have we may have drank this and not been in the post. Well, you'll you'll see the picture on this, but this is this bourbon is Justin's House of Bourbon. Um, it's a twelve year, which is kind of weird. I don't know what they. It's a hundred. And to be honest with you, I don't know if it's rubbing off. It's over a hundred. I want to say it's a hundred and two, but I'm sad. I would think it would be more than that. Oh shit! Whatever that's they. No, that's a hundred something point two. Whatever the other number is, is gone. Oh, yeah. here you go. It's sixty. That ain't gonna help either. No. Yeah, that's rubbing off. That's pretty cool. I was written with like a like a pilot pen. Yeah. Well, whoever. It's not a permanent marker, so it's rubbing off. But this is a 12-year bourbon. We It's sourced, so I have no idea where it's from or what we're drinking. But when I bought it like seven, eight months ago, he only had one bottle left, and he said everybody has just rant and raved about it. Um, I'm just reading a few things on the back, just basically saying they did a private label. 
I'm sure that it's sourced somewhere in Bargetown. So one of the big boys, I'm sure, has blended this for them. But anyway, we're gonna pour this and we're gonna start the evening off with it, which it's got a cork. It's one of those uh, synthetics which I know we've talked about that before on the podcast. Either you have true cork or you have a synthetic. And we kind of think well, same the synthetic thing with wine. a little better. Right? Same thing with wine. Um, but the bottle is super cool. Whoever designed their labels, it's really fancy-smancy. I like it. Um, it's got a big king's crown on it. Kind of like a real dark blue. Yeah, it's cool. It's like a, it's a dark blue, white blue, and then like the signatures are in red. Yeah, and they got like a gold flake. Yeah. Anyway, let's good. cheers. Let's cheers. Give this a big. So we're over a hundred, twelve years straight bourbon. Well. It's really funny because, first of all, <clears throat> when you, um, if you get done chewing it and whatever, it's good. But there's some layers in there. I'm not quite sure what it is. It's got a, a little different taste profile. Yeah, it's got a, you know, we use um, like the Dusty or the Vintage thing. It's got like a, uh, <laughs> my weird uh, analogy, it's like a Vintage Maraschino Cherry. Wow. Like it's, it's, it's sweet, it's sweet, but it's almost like, uh, you know, you had like a Jolly Rancher, you know, the five second rule, you pick it up, <laughs> there's a granular aspect to it. Um, I don't know it's yeah i see what you're saying but i'm getting what i'm tasting right off the nose too yeah there's something in there it's kind of a buttery buttery kind of feel to it it really glides like with the with the la comida with this cigar it really kind of glides over your palate it's pretty unique but this is a full deal i mean you get all the flavors right away and then it doesn't really disappear either. It kind of hangs around and follows you down your throat. And um, it's definitely good. The color's right on. Uh, color's solid. It's really good. It's really good. This is one of those, um, what was it we, we had recently? We were like, it's so, it's a very full, complete complex of flavors. Like it, it has a start, a middle, a finish, an after effect. It's all there, it's all together. But it's just kind of hard to nail down exactly what's what as far as what it is. Well, I can taste a, a little wood in there. Well, you should for 12 years. Um, yeah, whatever that sweet is, I, I it's kind of a, a dusty, buttery scotch um, sweetness to it. But it's not like cream puffy or anything no it's it's know. more like a caramel candy sweet kind of like that where you taste the caramel but the sugar is just kind of the after effect it's really good this is what this is one of those bourbons where i would love to actually like see who reviewed it and all the stupid flavor notes they give out 
like oh there's uh some antique bronze and uh Probably. There's a there's a dashing of cumin on top a and a little a little smoked chestnut that just yeah. rolled away from the fire so it's just simmering to the side. Yeah, blah blah blah. It's good. I, think, I, I think like they it. just give them a whole list of things to. I don't know. And here's the things, guys. This we're just kind of reviewing it. If you're ever in Justin's house of bourbon they've got one in lexington and they have one in louisville um i want to say it's a couple doors down from the Haymarket. i don't know what that street is so visit it they've got vintage um bourbon that you can purchase and drink and they also have vintage bourbon that you can buy and I've been around many places from the East Coast to the West Coast, and the place is absolutely dialed in. I mean, they got all these vintage cabinets with some killer stuff. Well, that's cool too because not we talked about this. Like, not a lot of places that have those vintage bottles. Like, what we mean by that is that's when you're talking like a a six-year-old wild turkey from 1972. Yeah, you it'd know, be like, like going in there and they put that six-year Heaven Hill that we've ran and raved about forever, you know, that was like, you know, $15 and somebody has put it away for 40 years and then they buy a case of it from the guy and they're selling it for $50 a pour and it's amazing. Right. And back in the day, it was like just nobody was buying it. Didn't matter. Yeah. And that's that's a cool experience to have. There's there's some you can do that in cigars. There's some people that keep uh, you know, the big drive now is like to collect all the, you know, like as big as we are, Crownhead fans, like correct collect the Las Calaveras, so you've got the entire linear layout of them, um, or like you know everyone with their Cubans, they want to have vintage Cubans that they can sell on the side, or, but sometimes it's cool. You get into certain, you get into not many shops, but some shops do them. A lot of shops do them. Uh, you'll have where they've got their vintage cabinet, and it's not, it's not anything necessarily rare because you may be able to buy it somewhere else. But maybe they have the original, uh, we'll say, uh, like the 1999 Connecticut Toro from Rocky Patel, right? It's one of the most popular selling cigars. But to have the original release from 2011. You know where the where the the Connecticut wrapper is actually darkened and almost an Ecuadorian hue. The you know the cellophane's all yellow where the oils have seeped out, and they don't overcharge for them. But it's kind of a cool ambionic thing to have that brings you back a little bit, and you get to taste kind of history on what you like. Like that's what I imagine with bourbon. You know what I mean? Like the six year Heaven Hill that we have isn't the six year Heaven Hill that someone bought forty years ago. Right. You know, to try that side by side. Like when we tried that old Fitz from 1970 something. Yeah. Right? The 12 year old Fitz? Or 10, was it 10 year? Well, it's, you know, it should be different every year, you know, and then it depends on where they got it in the Rick. You know, it just, it's like cigars. Every, even though you have a box, there may be one, you know, here and there that you try that's different. I mean, I know when I first had the, the Las Caveras, the, the 2020, I smoked probably three of those before I kind of said, yeah, that's a good cigar. It took me a couple. And um, and smoking down a little bit, uh, I don't do everything in the 660 anymore, but going down to a Toro or a Robusto, I definitely can tell a difference. Not like the gesture, though. that's way different. 
<laughs> that blows me away. Well, I that's, had, that's special. I age had one of those. Right. I like had one that, of those yeah. the other night too. And again, um, we've had those guys on the show as well. Still waiting to do a Lancero, get some Lanceros for them, and try that as well. But so I'm smoking this quarter century. It's their 20, uh, 25th anniversary, and I was telling Mark the 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 um, the label on it is basically red and gold um, with quarter century. But I just noticed I turned it back, and this is so cool. There's a bottom there's a bottom wrap that says Rocky Vital 25th, and there's a separate one that's got the quarter century. And as you turn it over, it's like gold. It's like where you peel peel the um, the label off, and it's like leaf gold, and it's been etched with their Rocky Battelle logo and Rocky's name. So you know what you have to do, right? Smoke through the label and see what the gold does. Find out if it's real or not. What? Why would they do real gold? Why does Cavalier put real gold, edible gold, on their cigars? Really? <laughs> why not? No. Oh. Never seen it. Let's do it. I Smoke didn't through it. it. See what happens. If Where'd it stays it? gold, if it stays gold, it's it's edible gold. You know, I'm wondering when you say that is I'm wondering because I have one of those in my uh, <coughs> the Cavaliers. Box. Is that from Rusty? No, that was from Trey when Trey was with Cavalier. Trey and Rusty look exactly alike. <laughs> and that Montres. Oh right. Yeah, so I still Trey. have one from because he brought some of those. From yeah, me. when he gave us part of the yeah, box of Cavaliers. Good. Yeah, they're amazing cigars. Um, when you smoke through that, you don't ash it. It's edible gold. You, you, it's like the edible gold that people put on birthday cakes and, and cupcakes and salads and whatever. Rich people put it on caviar, you know, because mm. instead of eating the fish, you eat the fish eggs with the gold. Never understood that, but whatever. Uh, you know. I'm going to take a uh, picture of this if I can get it. It's pretty damn cool. Here. I can, I can try and portrait it, too. <laughs> You're going to do what? An iPhone shit. Was to come out in November is now coming out in March, uh, third week. As we don't say anything, by the way, yeah. <laughs> we're taking we photos. Are, are, we are listening to um, Channel 8 on Sirius XM, the 80s, because I don't know, I like the 80s. You know, one thing I want to say uh, about this cigar first, I don't, uh, I probably haven't smoked one of the, I've probably handed more of these out than I've actually smoked out of, it's, it's, bo it's a box of 10. Um, I've had these since 2018, I think. Yeah, late 18. Um, the wrapper on this, so there's no blend breakdown, but I'm going to say that's an Ecuador and Connecticut probably and that's safe to say it's got a very toothiness to it like a drawn out San Andreas kind of feel to the wrapper um, and it's got some some grit to it when you smoke it <coughs> the smoke is very light like very airy not a fan of that I, see. I don't like it I feel it like you can feel the wrapper itself it's very gritty yeah, I mean, look at that. It, well, yeah, but I it's think it's a little on, toothy too. But I think on here that is a San Andreas wrapper. I oh, think. okay. Or, or that's a. Uh, I don't actually know, but I mean, the feel on it. It's that could be that could be a dry aged right. Habano. It it's could enough. be. Don't be filling my cigar. Up. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't want to juice it up too much. I apologize. <laughs> um, but with that said, 
This has a really, really cool kind of, um, everyone that's like, that, that sits near me or talks to me with cigars, you know I use that cotton candy term for sweetness, because anyone that's had cotton candy, you know is the minute it hits your tongue, it dissipates and all the sugar kind of focuses to wherever you put the cotton candy. Um, it's got a kind of very white peppered cotton candy feeling to it. When the smoke leaves, there's this like memory of spice just kind of dancing around your gums, which is really cool. Now, with that being said, the 12 year house of bourbon washes this damn thing out. So the only thing that's hanging out is that little bit of spice, but that's what I'm liking about it. Because I don't think the I don't think the characters of this cigar will really because I'd almost guarantee if we were just doing water against this it's going to be something creamy maybe kind of um, cream cheese ish like a thicker cream uh, probably a natural you know peanut or some kind of nutty texture to it but with that little bit of pepper that hangs out and then you open up on this I get more of the wood and more of that caramel candy kind of finish but it's a caramel candy with a meerschaum cherry in the middle of it. Wow, that was a lot. I'm taking my union mandated break. <laughs> I'm, I'm saying, I'm getting a peppery taste off of this and, and, and the House of Bourbons too. This is, this is a great cigar, man. I'm enjoying this. So, um, lo and behold, we're coming back from the farm this morning coming back on 044 and bing tiger woods in another accident that happened yesterday yeah um single car accident got medevaced out and uh they said he was having surgery on both his legs i don't think he's ever gonna play again and i mean has hasn't i mean for whatever you remember i thought he was in one accident a long time ago and then i know him and his whatever wife maybe found out he was cheating and then was beating him with a um a nine iron that's where the joke came from <laughs> and i don't know if he was drunk or on something but then he's trying to get away from her and crashes into a tree i mean driving is not one of his well uh, now sometimes it's too soon for jokes well if but you this had happened a nine on, iron to the head i might be a little shook up this too. happened on tuesday at so 7 a.m in the morning 7 7 a.m yeah local time in california he was on the pc and they're saying there was no at no, this point but the was, joke that came out they were like well it is a tuesday on the golf channel so they needed something <laughs> god but Verity's he, only going to work so much. Wasn't wasn't he already recuperating for some from some other injuries? He didn't. He, I thought he had a. And guys, we you know this. We love golf. Uh, we have an event coming up at the Legends next month. It'd be awesome. But uh, I want to. Didn't he have like spinal fusion surgery like a year ago or some shit? I just don't keep up with golf legends. Um, I don't know. Well, this one didn't have anything to do with the white girl, so no one really cares. That's funny. I'm not being. Come on, you I guys know, know that shit's funny. I mean, a lot of people um, really love Tiger, and you know, I'm not a golfer. You know how we gauge our game is how many balls we lost. Exactly. That's about it. I but, did hit uh, a real par today on the fake golf game. I hit a real par. Oh, you did um, at the pub today? at Wildwood Pub. Yeah. Uh, I thought maybe you just went to a driving range and hit some buckets. Nah, I went in there. I would have liked to have done that today. You had the thing going on. Oh, I got, it's like I'm running from one thing to the next, but it's all good. 
Um, but, but yeah, I'm kind of curious because they still haven't said. All the only thing the news said, and the only thing I've read, I haven't read since like I don't know 9:30 when I turned on Sports Center this morning. Um, that it was a single car accident or single car crash. And Tiger Woods was the only injury. That's all they've said. And I read a little something like they got to talk to him. He said, you know, I think I'm okay. Whatever that means. And can you wait for the jaws of life? Because we're going to have to have the jaws of to life. Cut you to out. Cut yeah. you out. And then ed- uh, medevac you. But then that's what's funny, though. When they were showing the helicopter footage of the car, nothing was cut open. Huh. The window was pushed out. Because the fucker probably crawled out. <laughs> but well, so both of his legs are in bad shape. Yeah, they, they said, from what the news said, is that he was getting surgery on both legs. Jesus. So if, if, I'm, if I'm thinking like a sports uh, professional and I've got an agent and I've got publicist, that means my back's fucking broken. And before we see how bad it's broken, let's say it's my legs. Well, and let's work it out from the back, there. So he just had something done with that. Right. I want to say, I, I thought he had spinal fusion. Jesus. He's the only golfer I pay attention to that gets surgery, so it had to be him. Oh, yeah. Because it's he, Tiger Woods. I he mean, hasn't come on. been in any tournaments. He hasn't done anything because no. he's been recovering. He hasn't done it. Well, he played last week at the... No PGA tournament. Oh, PGA. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. He hasn't uh, played anything um, since the last one he played when he... I guess the Open or whatever, when they were thinking he was going to win again because the way he won it last year. But that was the first time he – oh, the year before, sorry. He hadn't played in a year, and this is the first time he'd been playing since his uh, surgery or whatever. Well, he made a comeback the last time and won the green jacket, so I guess – Maybe he'll come out and do the first uh, W amputee winner. Wow. Grim. <laughs> oh, come like, on, man. It's funny. You're like the Grim Reaper. It's like Tiger um, freaking Woods, dude. He's gonna be fine. If, he's gonna come Tiger out on ice Woods, skates. If he, if it ain't that bad, he'll be back. Just like nobody gave, um, oh, what the quarterback that was from Utah, uh, Johnny Utah. Point Break. No, good no, movie. no, Yeah, I know oh. what you're talking about. But and then he, then he was with the Chiefs for a while, and then he went to Washington, <clears throat> and then um, he got his leg broke. Alex Smith, he got his leg. Alex Smith drafted to the Chiefs out of out of the universe or out of. No, 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 no. Alex, no, sorry. Alex Smith. Aaron was Murray drafted out of Georgia to the Chiefs. Anyway, sorry. what I'm basically telling you is, when he broke his leg, um, it was pretty bad. I mean, it was like maybe not playable then, but then he got that eat that flesh eating. Um, disease when he was in the hospital. Oh, he got MRSA. Yeah. And um, they almost had to amputate his leg. Yeah. But I guess after a bunch of surgeries, he had holes in his legs and they grafted him and whatever. Dude, think about how... He went to some after-military recovery center that said saved his life, saved him. Yeah, he went went to... um, Of course, I'm going to say it off the top of my damn head in Germany. He went to... It'll come back. I'll let you know. But he but said think it about, was phenomenal. Think about Dak Prescott, right? Dude destroyed, right? An interior incision. The bone came out of his leg, right? Destroyed his ankle. They were like, oh, he blew his deal. He's never going to get paid. The Cowboys finished. The Chiefs don't win the Super Bowl. Tom Brady wins, right? <clears throat> now the big conversation is should Dak Prescott be paid more money to play next year? What? His, the leg's not healed yet. 
But the point is, it's like it's it's everyone's rooting for Dak Prescott now. He's the guy that was going for the money, didn't get the money, shattered his leg, career was over, but wait, can he do it? Can he come back? Bro, if Tiger Woods walks out of that hospital, every betting sports book in the world has him as a 900 favorite to win the US Open. I guarantee it. <laughs> Just because, because everybody will bet on him. Everyone yeah. will. I will. I'm telling you right now, it's probably a bad fucking idea, but I'm going to do well, it. Alex Smith almost got Washington in the playoffs. Yeah, and he's going to start Washington next year. He'll play He'll play a full year as a quarterback. you got to give Alex Smith the chance to play. You have to. Now that we're on football, we're smoking these cigars. They're freaking fantastic. I'm actually liking this bourbon more. And I like it a lot. It's You know it's what I like about it? It's a little chilly now. It's a little chill coming on it. Oh, bro, my feet are just frozen right. I'm good. But, yeah. Um, if I lose a toe, it's on you. Um, no, sticking with football, where's J.J. Watt going to go? Kansas City. No, he won't. he's going to Pittsburgh with his brother. Really? I think it's, it's an A.J. Because there's two Watts in Pittsburgh. There's a Watt that's a fullback that's like, uh, uh, who's, that, who's that stud from New Orleans? What's his name? I didn't watch much football outside. Oh, uh, he Chiefs. when Bree, when Breeze didn't play, he played against oh, the Chiefs. Oh, Hill, Hill, like Ty, Ty, Tyron Hill, Tyron Hill. I think Ty, so. Tyron Hill, and he's kind of an all-around athlete. Yeah, yeah. I mean, but he's, he's played tight end receiver, but he's quarterback. Technically, he's listed as a fullback option, right? So there's one of the Watts that is a full, a true fullback, and he's a fucking like third down stud. Like he had, like he, I think he got, he had, he was up for season MVP for the most third down conversions in the NFL. Like he, he, you can't stop him. And then his brother, his other brother, I think AJ Watt, I think it's TJ, AJ, and JJ, I think. Probably may, could be wrong. Because no one names their son TJ, BJ. AJ, and JJ. Yeah. I think, I think is the AJ, a daughter named Gigi? I would think so. <laughs> I, 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 I would think so. AJ, I think AJ. his brother AJ is the offside tackle I'm sorry, offside defensive end. So right side defensive end for the Steelers. Or middle linebacker, something like that. But that's what he wants to do. Um, but I think if he want the career, the career, the highlight, the the money, you go to Kansas City. I haven't even heard out of all that have been mentioned, they were not. Yeah. Because I think you can convert J.J. Watt to an offensive lineman. Give Mahomes, give Mahomes an average of five and a half, six seconds in a pocket. Well, listen, I mean, the first thing the Chiefs have to do is shore up that freaking line. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. <laughs> do it. Eric Fisher needs to get back. Um, and now Kelsey and Hill have a whole year to remember the drop balls they dropped in that game. Yeah, oh, they God. do. What are you doing? But you know what I liked about You know what I want to say? And then we'll move to another sport because I have an interesting question. I want to, Neither one of us played this sport, I don't think, but I have an interesting question to ask you. Um, this actually happened last week that I was having a conversation with Andrew Snyder about, and I want to ask you. Um, you know what was really cool about Kelsey Watt? Uh, is it uh, Pringle, the other receiver they had? His name Principal. is Pringle? Is it Pringle or Prince, Principal? Principal? Pringle. I think it's Pringle. Like Pringles, like no shit, like Pringle. Uh, they did not one time not take blame for dropping the ball. Like Kelsey's interviews, he was like, I was, I was, I was trying too hard. He's like, I, it, he was like, it was weird. 
In his one interview, he goes, it was weird. I wasn't playing. I was trying too hard to catch the ball. I didn't just turn around and grab it. I was trying too hard to catch the ball. You almost think there's some, like, dude, weird, like, Jedi mind shit dude, going on. I, I'm sorry. It's... Tom Brady is if a Brady phenomenal, knew how to do Jedi mind a phenomenal shit, he guy to do it. quarterback. Okay, you can as much as you don't like a guy, you cannot deny it. Phenomenal quarterback. But when you see a team that has not been positive in ten years, suddenly, with one individual throwing a ball—that's one one tier of a game—throwing a ball elevates a team to championship status that's why he did it that's exactly why he did it what you just said yeah now he they know because it's just he not is Belichick. the best he's the best it's not just the yeah. patriots okay not, not that tampa bay didn't have a good defense i mean he no they did it's not they like did. he didn't say hey but you when know. you give a, a highlight offense that tells your defense if you keep them off we'll keep scoring and win and now your defense back in pulls the out the again. tricks dude yeah yeah but what I will say about that is, how many Super Bowls has Brady lost? He's so been in ten. He's Chief won Kingdom. He's won seven. Relax. It's all okay. He's got many more Super Bowls to win. Believe Dude, me. It's Mahomes' third season. I know. What is he? Twenty? Twenty? Twenty-four? <laughs> five? <laughs> he might as well be twelve. He's got a hot wife. She oh, they just had their baby. Yeah. What's its name? <laughs> I don't know. I have no idea. <laughs> I know it came like out. We work, like we work for ESPN <laughs> or some shit. It came out and they smiled. It's good. It's alive. Oh, my God. All right. So I have this question. Uh, I actually heard this on a... It came up on a podcast I was listening to. Fighter and the Kid. Uh, so Brendan Shaw, Brian Callen, all those guys. After Brady won the Super Bowl, there was a post that went around on Twitter, right? I don't use Twitter. You don't use Twitter. I don't know anyone that uses Twitter, but it said, who is the greatest athlete, okay, athlete of all time? Yeah, we already talked about this, I believe. Did we do this? Where Serena yeah. Williams got tagged? As the as the greatest? Greatest athlete of all time. As she just got her shit handed to yes. her in the first round? Yes, yes. Did we talk about this? Yeah, I thought, and then didn't it come up with the, uh, and I'm not a fighting guy, but it wasn't it the guy, Floyd the Mayweather. fighter? Yeah, Mayweather. Which I agree, I think, is the... If you want to look at at an athlete that accomplished everything and has never experienced defeat, I, I don't think there's anyone better. Well, so far, Brady hasn't. He's lost two Super Bowls to well, Eli Manning and the Giants. Okay, but God knows when it, when is it going to be over. I mean, he may end up... Well, hang on, man. He hasn't been to a Super Bowl in three years, so... <laughs> I did not know that. Anyway, we have a, we had a cool question come across. Um, someone uh, tagged us on uh, a cigar that we're trying to get in. Condeseno uh, de tobacco. I, th I want to say that I believe it's condescending tobacco. I think that's the translation on that. I'm not sure. Um, but uh, post their tobacco showing um, how they use Lajero in their, in their build out on their cigars. Uh, so the strength leaf, right? The highest leaf in this, on the cigar gets the most sunlight. Um, someone asked, if you could pick a mild cigar that you would change the filler to Lajero to make it stronger, what would that cigar be? 
That would be a question for you. I, I don't know that I. A cigar that you smoked. I want you to go. If, if there's a cigar, think about it. Think about it this way. Take away everything I said. If there's a cigar that you've smoked that you loved, the cigar, but you wished it was. To be honest, we're talking about four to five times stronger. If you strip out and just go straight Lajero. Well, I can tell you the exact cigar that I talked about that I absolutely Can I guess? loved. Can I guess? Wait, what, wait. Uh, the Dia de Luchador. No. Oh. I smoked... Uh, oh, okay. <clears throat> Let's say I smoked last year's bowl from AJ, right? It was a cream puff. And it's oh, that Andalusian bull from the Florida Manicana. Oh, okay. Yeah. So that was a cream puff. And then I said, hey, I just want this thing to be more sophisticated, stronger, more layers, spicier. Go back to win at one cigar of the year. And it was fantastic. So this is what's hilarious that you say that. I have in that humidor right there, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to you. I have a 2017 um, DL2, DL300 Maduro chisel. So double Lajero 200 just means Toro size. It's a chisel, so it's got a chisel cap on it that you should just squeeze, pops it open, and you smoke it. If that was inside that cream puff bowl, I think you'd buy every box you'd get your hands on. Well, I know I did the luchador. You know that story. But I got to say, there's a new player in the woods, and we had it on uh, last week that... Padron. That ain't new, baby. We just been slacking. I what I'm telling you is is it is it is revisited and and I don't ever remember sitting down and smoking one with the time like we did and evaluate it. And again, why do you think these guys are smoking these cigars? They're well, what's, fucking good. What's interesting about that? So I've got two 1964 Maduro Exclusivo A's. Okay. They're 9.75 inches long, same uh, ring gauge as the Exclusivo. I'm bringing them, we're gonna smoke them tomorrow night, you and I. Because I feel like that, just that cigar, um, I'm, I'm, gonna, I'm gonna order a box of them um, when I get my pennies together, because they're not cheap. Well, I, you just told me you bought a bunch of stuff, you're gonna have to let me know what you bought. Oh yeah, I'll tell you that off here. Because yeah. we we always. <clears throat> well, I got, hey, I got we need some to get for that, you. And the next thing I know, you're like, oh, I got some boxes coming. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got some stuff, some cool stuff. Um, uh, so you guys will notice we're not doing week four of classic companies. Um, here's what this comes down to: um, we either need to smoke Ashton or Oliva. And we've done Oliva so many times. Love we love Oliva. the Maduro Special, right? Oh my God. Um, oh my I've got God. a box of the Robusto Maduro Specials. I have like six of them left. Um, they're coming back. Uh, Lit will have them in stock next week. You know, they'll be there. Um, I, I want everyone to smoke those. And when it comes to Ashton, I'll tell you this right now. I think that the Symmetry Bellicoso is an amazing cigar. It's absolutely fantastic. Uh, without getting into the Nicaraguan side of Ashton, Smoke the VSG Sorcerer, and you will get some of the spiciest uh, palate-dominating Dominican tobacco that you've ever had. Um, now, the reason I'm saying those two is currently right now I can't get my hands on those. Like, we can't walk in and buy them. No one really has them on the shelf. Uh, but if they do, that episode will happen. 
Um, so we're going to kind of wrap out the four-week thing. Uh, we had a lot of fun, dude. I mean, uh, I think Rusty will be back on next week, and we're smoking outside General, which would be pretty cool. Maybe, if he's here in town. Um, he's coming early, right? But there's good news on the other front. I'm, okay, I'm cool. saying this right now. So here's another thing <clears throat> that I was, when we get back to smoking the oldies, I was thinking uh, Hoye de Monterey, Am I pronouncing that right? Hoya de Monterey. Yeah. Um, but here, here's the thing about the oldie on that, right? And this is where I answered this question online a couple times, too. They're like, hey, will you smoke Romeo Julieta? I'm like, okay, well, do you want to smoke Altidus's Romeo Julieta, the Dominican product? Or do you want us to go get the Cuban Romeo Julieta's, right? Hoya de Monterey. Do you want to smoke the Altidus, or I think that's General's portfolio, or do you want to go buy... Cuban Hoya de Monterey's, right? Bolivar, right? Partigas, <coughs> Cohiba. Right. You know, they're just Monte Cristo. This shit goes on forever. Right. I'm just thinking of stuff that I used to smoke back in the day. Also, I used to love Excaliburs. I used to love those. Hoya de Monterey. And yeah. then, and then Punch. No, wait, the Hoya Excaliburs or the Romeo Excaliburs? Excalibur number twos. Came in the tube? The silver no, tube? It was the no, Hoya. Hoya, yeah. That's a good um, cigar. That's one of the original age Cameroon wrappers, I used to man. love those cigars. And then I'd buy the box. You know what's fucked up? They box press them now. Mm. How do you feel about that? Really? Yep, they box press them now. And then I used to buy it's a box. Simple. I don't believe there was any label on them, Punch. And they were just really Nicaraguan Punch. And they were little Robustos, and they come in a box just like 20 in a box. Me and my neighbor used to split a box, and we would smoke. Do they have a little blue footer on them? No, they don't no. have any. No, they were just regular Robustos. You'd have to, a little bigger than this in a box. Of we'd 20. have to ask uh, Rusty about that. And I, used I remember, to love those. Um, I remember. Uh, um, may I have some juice, sir? Yes, you may. Um, there was a box Ooh, that I was buying head. for a little while. Um, just a little bit, please. We're gonna move on. Okay. Well, you gotta yeah. finish. Yeah, I know. Um, it was a punch. But it had a little, oh, what was the name? Oh, it's called the bare, bare Knuckle, Bull Knuckle, Bare Knuckle. It came like 25 in this in this cool little condensed, like wooden crate. Just like this box, about literally like that big. Little short Robustos, like just a little longer than that. No, these were about that size and were Robustos in a blue Spanish box. Oh, I have no with idea With a little pop-open lid. Yeah. No idea on that one. I'll see if I can find out. But anyway, I was thinking about, because I always love that Excalibur. First of all, the name is Kick-Ass, Excalibur. Yeah, but what's what's so dope about that is that was the, I, I, I think, I think. Now, I'm sure people have used, Cam Cameroon Rapper's been around for 400 years, so it's been used. But I think that was the first mainstream because I think the Excalibur came out originally in like 99, right? So it was part of that original portfolio of mainstream shit that hit the market. And it was in that, the wooden box, that yay long, this wide, this tall, slats in it, like uh, kind of a brown, amber hue stamped Hoya de Monterey Excalibur. Yeah. And then they had the Excalibur, no, the Excalibur 2 is box press, the Excalibur is not, sorry. Because the Excalibur 2 is a Habano wrapper. Or maybe it's the Cameroon, the other one's the Mono. Is there any Excalibur down at, do they have any Excalibur down at Lit? I, I didn't think so. 
I mean, we're gonna have to go to JR for those. I don't even. I don't even know if they'll have them. That that's that's one of those cigars now, um, that it's uh, it, it's so niche. Like guys that smoke that, people that smoke that. You go to an account and you go, hey, do you think you can try and order me this box? Because if you put it on the shelf, it's it's not going to sell against other cigars. You know, the other thing that irritates me because we're talking about cigars and you ask me Cuban or what. I mean, it kind of irks me a little bit that Cubans are in the ratings. I mean, have a whole other. Why don't you have a whole other magazine for Cubans? Because, of because most dude. people don't get Cubans. They don't have Cubans. They're hard to get. They're extremely <laughs> expensive. So, I mean, why, why even have them in the rating? You know, you'd be like, oh, top five cigars. Well, you know, well, this year, Tatawahe was in the top. Well, now, now as far, as far as aficionado goes, there's never a Cuban in there. Well, no, that's not true. That's not true. That's not true. Because I thought there was some Hoye um, yeah, the, Cubans in there. The Exclusivo 2s were in there, I think. And then they actually showed their rating, and, and they have to allow that. But, you know, I was like, well, okay, whatever. Anyway, so we'll keep t- uh, chattering on that. So we have not had this on in a while, but I have a good, I want to say six in a line of, I don't know how many they've put out. Obviously, I don't have all of them, but the 1792 from Barton. Um, and we are getting ready to drink the single barrel. Um, the cool thing about these is obviously they, it's all clear with 1792 on these. Most of you guys have seen it. Gold edge looks fucking awesome. It's a golden lid. It's an absolute beautiful. You know, bottle. you know what, you know what that bottle. You know, because we always like to reference bottles. If you've ever seen a Camus VSOP bottle, the cognac bottle. Well, isn't that? It's like, what is it called? Double gold or something? It's the. Vodka and cognac combination. That's that's uh, Camus VSOP. Okay, that's what that is. Yeah. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. And I didn't they, know it had vodka in it, but yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, it was, it's vodka and um, cognac. But each one of these bottles is distinguished between the label around the neck. And this one, I want to say, is almost kind of a Manila um, color. And um, you know, they've got. They've got um, single barrel, and they've got high wheat, sweet wheat, full proof, uh, bottle and bond, and small batch. And anyway, I thought I haven't had the single barrel in a while, and we're going to chew it up. Cheers. Cheers. Let's do it up. Okay, now that's buttery. That is butter on a biscuit sliding on the top of your, the roof of your mouth. Now, I've probably had that bottle now for <clears throat> two, three years, maybe. But it's got a, like a... Um, it's not... Um, it's I got a little core tautness in like the back of your throat. You know, kind of cough syrupy. Now, it's not cough syrup, you know what I'm trying to say. That, that kind of... Uh, Twizzler, Twizzler candy, like like any kind of licorice. It's ninety-eight point six. I mean, why even do a ninety-eight point? Just go to a hundred. Stop being an asshole. I mean, yeah, why? I but 
Did you get any burn or anything off of that? No, it's, that, it's that's just what I'm really saying. Like smooth. Where, where, where? When you drink, when you drink a lot of whiskey, I don't care if it's Scotch, but bourbon, color whiskey. Difference. Well, that's honey and that's amber over there. Like yeah. that is that is straight. That's like farm raised honey, the way that looks. Um, but. Uh, where you would normally expect, even if you're used to it and it's not harsh and it's something you enjoy, where you would inspect that little bit of heat in the back of your throat, right? Or maybe the tip of your tongue. This, literally, this is like butter on a biscuit where it hits the roof of your mouth, right? And then there's like a, like a, I don't, I don't know what to call it. I, I don't have like, it's like when you, when you take cough syrup. But then there's like a, a clicky kind of like sugary licorice kind of feeling in the back of your throat, but then it's gone. And there's this, it's, it's there. Like, I, I don't know, I don't have a word for what I'm trying to say. It, it's, it's there. Um, I guess you could say, like, pine. Okay, obviously you're not coming up with the word part. No, no words. But this yep. is what I wanted to say. Don't you cut me off. It pretty no much words. comes in and goes down. It's like a, it's like for me. Yeah, you know, like how stuff it's does. Like it goes a in your mouth right and you in, I chewed yeah. it and, and there was no explosion and it just kind of went through. Kind of reminds me, you know, Evan Williams is like that. That single barrel that I've had that's like, you know, they got all different years Well, out. we hated that one. It's like it, so. bam, it hits you. Yep, that bottle and, and bottle then it's was gone. horrible. It's just, well, no, no, no. I'm not talking about the 100 proof one, the bib. I'm just talking about Evan Williams. This is Evan Williams single barrel. Um, but here, I'm, I'm going to try it again. I'm going to give it a little chew. <laughs> um, so this La Comina, guys, out of El Titan, the bronze. Um, oh, actually, we got something really cool to talk about. I want to give a shout out here because it just hit me in the head with this factory. That's kind of like a woodsy butterscotch. <laughs> Thank you. Butterscotch. That's the word. Of, the way it sits, like, you know, like you, you're holding the butterscotch and it leaves that kind of film on the roof of your mouth. That's what I was trying to say. Table 36 cigars. Remember them? We smoked the uh, Peacemaker, Big Lancero down at Stanley's. St. Louis-based company, eight guys that oh, started it. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I know the new owner that has purchased the company. Hmm. There, we now carry him at Lit. He will be on the podcast with us talking future expansion of the brand, bringing the cigars next Thursday. Okay, cool. Yeah. That sounds exciting. He bought it, bought the company. Table 36 is folding out. He bought the company. He is in touch with the, right. the blenders. I some 36 in my in my box. Yeah. 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 Um, so really, really stoked about that. Sorry, I said I'll tighten the bronze because um, I don't know why that reminded That has nothing to do with table 36, but it kind of clicked in my head. Um, so here's another quick thing. This is a good cigar. I think you should smoke this. It's very light. I'll bring you one. It's very light. But it's got it's got some attachment to it. Um, what is? It's my wife. It's that same though. What in it? What? <laughs> I mean, it's pretty light. Oh. All right. Well, so he's answering the phone. Anyway, um, I am probably this quarter century that I smoked. This is a 660, and. Um, I have to say, I, I've smoked this probably two times now, but I've put them away for probably at least a month, month and a half, and revisit them this afternoon. And 
I have to tell you guys, I was a pretty much a straight up 660 guy, but trying these and different from a Robusto to a Toro, um, to the different sizes that these cigars that we smoke and have on the show come in, man, there is a difference. And uh, I've enjoyed going down, but, uh, and me and Mark of the Viking have talked about this before. You know, you pick your cigar for the day. I kind of picked this one because we're sitting on the back porch. The sun's going down, but it is a little breezy. So Mark, I, I don't know the exact size, but his is a smaller little Robusto. So the wind, he's had to relight his, I want to say at least two or three times. This one, I kind of picked it because it's the beef. It's like when you're out, you know, it, what's that old commercial? I don't know if it was Burger King, where's the beef? I think that was it. But anyway, when it's windy like this and you're going to be a little breezy and you don't want any canoeing and you don't want to fight it, get pull one of your big boys out. I mean, at least that's what I have found. Um, but this thing is really, right now I'm in the fat of this cigar and it is really good. It is really good. I mean... Now listen, Rocky Battelle, I can't, I don't even know if he could tell you every freaking cigar that he has out there because there's a lot. I don't know how many SKUs they have, but this one is really good. Um, and I've had a lot of, of his that were so-so, but this one I'm really enjoying right now. And we just did the 1792 single barrel and now I will say this also, and we've brought this on the podcast. These bottles were brought out at room temperature, probably mid sixties. You know, um, I keep them in the basement because it's the most consistency with no light, and they stay around in the sixties in the basement. And now I'm out here, and we've probably dropped down in the fifties with the breeze, but the glasses are chilled, and the bourbon's a little chilled now. So flavors um, tend to, to flop around on that but this one what I am tasting is just like a really almost 100 proof come in there do it a little chew pop it up on the up top of your mouth and it's almost like a butterscotch woodsy um, and then just really goes down smooth Probably some other cool flavors in there too, but I don't have my flavor profile to choose from. I think that's probably the best way to describe it. Anyway, um, this cigar, even the ash is still burning perfect and I'm in a bit of a breeze. Like I said, pick your cigar on the day um, if you're fortunate enough to smoke cigars in all the time, we smoke them outside a lot, obviously, but overall it's been great. All right, this was kind of going through the fattiness of this cigar, and I told them I chose this cigar because of the, uh, I thought it was going to be a little breezy out here. Although I well, it was, it was. It should be calming down. But I just kind of reviewed for them, like, 
whenever you're picking a uh, picking a cigar, think about where you're smoking. If you're inside, obviously there's no there's no problem with wind or breeze or canoeing or whatever. But I've noticed that you've had to relight that. I don't know, maybe four times now. Uh, yeah, what is I'm that size? Touching it up. This is a Corona. Maybe. Well, it's probably Cuban size. Yeah, so Corona. Yeah. Right, but um, yeah. So let's jump into some things. Let's have some fun here. Um, oh, I know. I want butterscotch really you. wrapped up this seventy-two. That really, that literally was the, you know, the holding my tongue and down. It honestly, doesn't it almost look like butterscotch? It in does. There? It's now, now. Then when I said, "Oh, that's honey color," and then you say butterscotch, like, "Oh, okay, it's bunny but butterscotch honey." It's so amazing. the other thing that I was thinking about that I wanted to bring up because we we talk about um, where to go smoke cigars. Everybody's heard us talk about everybody in town. Apparently, there you know I frequent it because it's fairly close to me. Town and Country Cigar. Um, apparently, that has gone bye bye, and now it's called Three Leaf. I think Triple Leaf Cigar. Triple Leaf. Yeah. And um, it has taken over in the spot. Well the newer spot of town and country down there by a pasta house on Manchester in Baldwin. I believe that's Baldwin down in there. I think yeah, it's on, it's on 100, it's, man. It's, it's either it's the town country, country so. line into Baldwin, whatever. But, um, I, I just heard a birdie chirping to me. I don't know if it was Mark who'd been there or whatever and had talked to them and bought something and talked about craft and Piero. No, uh, one of our listeners, uh, Nolan, shout out to you, my man, did a stint at Lit Cigar Lounge last year. Um, good dude, he reached out to us when they were opening, um, wanted us to come down there and podcast. Uh, we have reached out, nothing back. Oh. So maybe some we'll check out. Um, we'll get in there and see what's up. I know they have an extensive Espinosa thing, so that's probably why Soifer was there. The yes, Russian was there. Yes. But I was down there. I went in just to see what was going on. And they literally, I guess when I walked in, I was at Pasta House, you know, trying to keep my waistline down, have a little soup and, uh, you know, rabbit food, a little lettuce. So I ran in, checked it out. They didn't have much in it yet. And I met the guys. They seemed nice. One guy smoking in the back room. But, you know, they're still developing that place and whatever. But I just wanted to let everybody know that's another place that's open. See, we're already helping them out already. We got them on a podcast. Yeah, they're, they're down there, man. Um, I hope they do well. I know they're a uh, LCA with Pravada, I believe. Um, I don't know much of anything about the owners or anything like that. Um, I have talked to a few guys that have been down there. It's a, it's a what, you, what you've said. They're, they're growing. They're doing good. And I hope they do. Well, they do. I, you know how I am with lounges. I'm like everyone, do your shit right. Don't don't steal from anyone. Don't don't come in with an attitude that you're the king of the fucking world. Um, and I, I I think everyone can survive, man. You know. But at the same time, don't don't walk in and try and copy someone else's shit. I and think do your dance. You know. Their problem um, will be, and they'll have to be smart how they handle it. Because four blocks from there is total wine and more, and they're going to com- be competing with their humidor. Um, because I think a lot of guys in the area are like, "Hey, unless you're showing me something different, I can buy my shit right there, at total wine, one-stop shop. I get my alcohol, my tobacco, 
by Bovita is what, whatever. And um, so they're gonna have to, it's gonna take them a time to figure it out what they're gonna expand in their humidor to bring people in. And, um, but we'll see, it's another new guy who's on the, on the block, so we'll see. Yeah, be curious. Like I said, I, I have not been in there. Uh, we'll get in there at some point. We'll try and reach out. And, uh, you know, if they want to do it, we'll do it. Uh, if not, you know, go and buy a scar, check the lounge out. I'm all about it, man. I'm not worried about it. I think it's I think, I think it's cool when, and I think it, it's cool when new lounges come together, and especially uh, when you have fun with it. That's what it's got to be about. Well, let um, me ask you a question. I, and, I, and if I interrupt you, I'm sorry. No, you're good. Thoughts go are on. coming to me, and I'm thinking, well, how many... Listen, I know there's a lot of guys out there that rate bourbon. I don't think there's a lot of podcasts that rate bourbon and cigars. I think we're a little unique. Well, and I've told you this before because this is how this works. We don't rate anything. We don't put a point scale. We don't put a grade scale on anything. What we do... But aren't we kind of rating it if we're saying it's good or shit or whatever? Are we yeah. Kinda, well, because... I mean, we're, we're not putting well, a, like a... Well, because he, here's how this goes, right? Like, we're not when, like a fish and I'm going to give a fucking grade. When I don't like something... It's fucking shit, okay? Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say that. I'll put a cigar out. We don't have to touch it again, right? If you remember the episode we did last year when the uh, um, uh, uh, Four Roses Mule Kit came, or I'm sorry, Four Kicks Mule Kit came out from Crown Heads, we bought the box, we sat down, we lit it. It was the worst episode of my life on a podcast. I had to shit on Crown Heads. I got the company tattooed on my body. I live for that company, right? But I wasn't afraid to do it. I wasn't afraid to say it because that's what we do. Right, the and, and, and the, no, there are not many that do what we do. There, what, you know, who, but, who are they in St. Louis? Who does what we do? There, no one. Not the way we do it. See, no. I, I didn't think so. Not, so at least, at least in, in in our niche, right? Cigars and and, and spirits. There right. are other podcasts and other things that I know of. Right, I don't know every fucking podcast out there. I don't know everything. I like to think I do. <laughs> well, no, I mean, but, at least no, you, you know what I mean have been able to um, listen to a few here and there and, and have been able to, um, you know, you've checked a few out. I've just been, um, you know, crazy. You know, and I'm in, I'm in, things, I'm in the mood to, you know, like, you know, if you're, you know, I look at it like this, right? So Lit Cigar Lounge, our locker sponsor, of course. Let's go ahead and throw this ad in now. We got a new ad recording tomorrow for these guys, but hey, Lit Cigar Lounge, the OG sponsor. Uh, the Snyder family, one of the best run lounges, lockers, humidor, ever revolving humidor, ever revolving bar, spirits, wine, beer, cocktails, master mixologists, just saying, lounges, you know, chairs. And does everybody teas. on our podcast know that you work there now? Yeah, well, that's, yeah, I leave that in. I, I, I do work for Lit Cigar Lounge now, so everyone knows that. There you go. Do they know? But I don't, you know, I, I thought I talked about it last week. You might have. I thought I did. You I might thought I have. said my place. Anyway, but whatever. But that doesn't change anything. If they drop us as a sponsor tomorrow, it's got nothing to do with my employment, I don't think. <laughs> well, wait, wait, rewind. No, I'm kidding. Um, but. Uh, no, they would Where still be. Where was I going with that? They oh, would still be well, great. We've enjoyed them. I dude, mean, forever, man. For, but one point is, is like, okay, so Lit Cigar Lounge sponsors Craft Imperial, right? They're about us. They let us record anytime we want to. We sit in. They, you know, they hand us the bottles. We take the pictures. We can take photos. We've had a, we've had a, a photographer in there taking pictures. Um, you know, if, if we were to walk into a lounge, and there's another podcast that has started up, and they're doing it that way too. I'm not against like, yo, let's do it together. Let's let's do a collab thing. 
Yo, if we can if we can shout out to you and you can get bigger, right? If you shout us, whoever follows us is gonna follow you. Whoever follows you is gonna follow us. Yeah. Let's bounce and let's play and let's go. You know, sometimes that's okay. There are things that you can do in that manner that I think are cool. And then obviously, with all the good, there's things that you don't do with other people. You just don't, right? It's like uh, we got a blend coming together, okay? Now, not going to go do a podcast with another podcast company in St. Louis and give them the blend information and the wholesaler and all this and be like, hey, you do it too. You know what I mean? Like, there's things you don't do. Like, if, if, if we're picking a barrel of whiskey and we're working on an MGP buy and we've got this aging process together with these barrels from this company and this warehouse and this and that, you don't take that spreadsheet of information and hand it over to the other guy. No, but... Right, a little competition If anybody starts awesome, copying our style or doing what we do, that, that, to all me, that that's does a compliment. is say, hey, we're doing good. That's a compliment, People right? People are enjoying yeah. what the hell we're doing and they're Hell doing yeah, man. Too. Hell yeah. Here's something else I wanted to bring up before done with that because this has been on my mind. I joined the Pravada Farm uh, club deal and now I've had two months. I probably have eight cigars. I think we get four mm-hmm. a month. Um, I'm getting a little pissy because I haven't had the time because they give you a little sheet, give us a little rating or whatever. And I, I'm not saying they're asking for it, but they allow you to rate kind of what you're smoking. Yeah, they, they give you, so they give you factory information. They give yeah. you the size of the cigar. And then on the back, it gives you, if you want, if you wanted to sit down and do the study like version, you could sit down and, you know, for, you know, they do it by thirds, which Brian, help me here, bro. That shit drives me crazy. You know this. You know, talk about the, through the cigar as you go, the taste that you got, what you got, and you can actually send that information back. But I just thought it'd be interesting to talk about it because, you know, we got the Russian and the squirting German. <laughs> yes. And, um, yeah. you know, they're big into the club. Yeah. <laughs> They're, they're big into <laughs> the little, um, you know, cigar clubs, which I think is a great idea. I got nothing against that. But I'm just struggling with finding time to, to try those because, and it's not, it's not Pravada's problem, it's my problem. Finding the time to smoke them and figure out a way to enjoy them. And I would like to write down a little bit of some notes in that because we've got some blends coming that we want to try and evaluate and decide what we're going to do with ours. But um, I'm just wondering, how could we work that into maybe a podcast of like... um, Do a Pravada Farm Roll thing? Well, I'm just saying do like... I'm not saying we got to do it all the time, but I mean, I, I, I need to somehow start trying some of these cigars. I tried one. It was a little too mild for me, I think, you know, but I'm just saying I wanted to bring it up because I'm struggling with it because I would like to try as I've seen these gumballs. Yeah, yeah. Just going that <laughs> these way. These gumballs, yeah. I've got it uh, for anybody. I'm picturing I've got this big cover on my pool and these gumballs are being dropped because it's breezy and they start out at one and then it's like they all start fucking racing all the way to the other end of my pool. It's like a pickle down the window saying it's crazy. It's like, ah. Uh, well, why don't we why don't we plan? Obviously, next week we're set up, but why don't we do the following week, second week in March? Uh, maybe we get we could do this. So I've got, or maybe we could even do it. Um, oh, we could we could do two in a week. I don't care. But I've I've got what I'm saying is I've got four months of Pravada farm rolled. Still, you probably haven't I haven't even opened off. them yet. They're exactly. fucking sealed. That's what I'm saying. Maybe we could just do an episode of 
just like smoking through some of these and giving our, our thoughts about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then maybe we can do an after hours for the Patreon, have Brian come on, do 30 minutes and write down what we smoke, right? Now, you know when you're doing right, when you're doing tests and you're writing down taste, there's no whiskey involved. Oh, really? Yep. Because you're talking the tobacco, not the effects. Well, that's not what we do. (laughs) (laughs) So sorry, Brian. That's not what we do. (laughs) That's All right, guys. So we're going to take a little break here. We'll hit you with our Wildwood Pub ad. Um, Guys, I was there playing golf today. Man, it was amazing. Um, They keep updating the courses every day. Uh, Bartenders, servers, everything is great. Bathrooms. Some of the cleanest bathrooms ever. They're like on par. Like, let's have some clean friggin' bathrooms, dude. Oh, like, right. bathroom, bathrooms, that. you judge some stuff. If I'm judging right now, I'm gonna throw them out there. Litz one, and that's far before I was an employee. Dry lock. Litz bathrooms are insane. Bathroom. Have you, have you, have you been guns. to Dry Lock and, and, and their bathrooms? No. You haven't smoked a cigar at Dry Lock? No. We gotta go there sometime. That's fun. We gotta go there. All right, here's our app from Wildwood Pub. We'll see you guys in a few minutes. Cheers. Craft Imperial is brought to you in part by Wildwood Pub and Grill in Wildwood, Missouri. Great place to go into to grab a drink, awesome food, a mixture of your neighborhood bar and grill, nightlife, and the baddest place to hit golf balls inside. Experience their four to five bay golf simulator, full 18 holes to a driving range, Go into Wildwood Pub, mention you heard about them on Craft Imperial Podcast, and you will receive a voucher for one free hour of virtual golf in one of the simulating bays. Drop in, grab a drink, have some awesome food, amazing people, and enjoy.
Alright guys, so you literally didn't hear anything for two minutes because I didn't push the freaking talk button. So I apologize for that moment of silence. Operator error, I'm sorry. You missed what I said about the ash, everything we just said. Um, will you just wrap out your cigar? Shout out yeah. to Niche. I mean, we're this, like I said, we put it away for a month and a half and I opened the box up again and pulled one up out tonight. And um, I'm on the last inch. And like I told you guys at one break when Mark walked away, the Viking, we, we I, the 660, I'm down to a full fatty inch. Burning perfect, I have not had to relight it one time. Now, in saying that, we do have a little breeze out here tonight, so I kind of thought that might be happening. So I picked a bigger boy, so I wouldn't have to be working it so hard so I can talk. And me and Mark have talked about this many times you know, pick your cigar depending on what you're doing, especially outdoors. Indoors, hell, it ain't no big deal. All right, so, well, with that said, we are actually going to touch on a topic here. We just got a message from one of our Patreons, uh, Michael Hare. I hope I'm saying this properly, buddy. I apologize. Um, he asked, as we get ready to light another cigar, well, before I do this, this La Comina, I'm gonna say, I had to touch it up a lot. That may have to do with something with the breeze, but I'm not gonna blame it all on the breeze because the cigar never canoed, not one time. It's burned even from the get-go. It hasn't changed at all. Um, I, it may just be some rolling issue, but as you get down to like the last two, three inches on this, you really start to get a popcorn type of uh, uh, a buttery nut. I know that sounds funny, but a like a popcorn. You know, you actually you actually get a a nutty buttered finish. It's actually pretty cool. Um, I wonder if it, taking the wind in consideration, even though it never canoed, it never did anything. Maybe if you're sitting in solace, it'll smoke that way. But the the cigar had no issue burning. Um, with the re well, that's, that's wrong. Sorry, I lied. Had no issue smoking. Had to relight it. Uh, I think we're at six. Ryan's always said about six times. I don't know. Six or four seven. Or six, but I know I personally did it four times. I was but you're also talking. To. You know, I mean, we're it's not like we're sitting here giving him constant attention, but you're definitely fighting a little bit more than my big right. Boy. So I'm gonna put this out, but I will say the last the last two three inches of this, you really got that that buttered popped corn kind of finish. I don't want you to think popcorn in a movie theater, but I want you to think like kettle corn that you salt and butter yourself, light butter, uh, the popcorn's still hot. That's really the taste that comes out of it. It's actually pretty unique. So I'm gonna put this down. Um, that guy is done, have another pour or something here. And here's the question, as I grab a cigar and you grab a cigar, Michael Hare, one of our patrons, asked that I'd love here actually I'm gonna do this I'm gonna do this live on the patron so they can see this uh, close that okay uh, lens all right here we go all right live on the patron Michael Hare asked what humidors and if size humidors if I worded that properly do you buy and do you use what do we work with Okay. Yeah. Types types of humidors. Well, so the the total question was 
I'd love if y'all touched on types of humidors to get. I'm to the point I got enough sticks I keep on me. I need one. So he's obviously been doing kind of the bro science hold off on on humidors. Okay. So probably the Tupperware setting. Um, which I started out with doing right. and it worked really well. But after a while, after, you know, I just use flat Tupperwares. Like I would put a box in there. What I usually did is I started out with flat Tupperware at the beginning with a Bolvita, and then um, I would have a box or two for singles. Um, the only thing, and, and even you can touch on this, Mark, the one thing that I tried to get away from then is why I moved to a cedar box um, is because my singles are all in there together and I felt like I needed to get them into a, um, a cedar, a Spanish cedar humidor. And then you know what I moved to. I went from Tupperware to what do you call the size humidor that I have? That's a desktop display, a large one. It's probably, I want to say. It's three feet wide, nine and a half inches deep, two and a half feet tall. Yeah, so there's enough room to have a few boxes on the bottom and three trays of singles. It's scaled for 500 cigars, I think. Yeah, but I have. I have it split up. There's probably 75 per tray. I've got three trays, and then I've probably got four or five boxes in there, and I keep at any given time, you know, usually two, I, I probably have eight or nine to 10 uh, Bolvitas in there. And a lot of them I've been recirculating. I've been putting them in bags, wetting them, and reusing them. Um, I try to get, and of course, it's just because I'm busy and I'm lazy. I should just get the big 320 grams. Um, but right now, I'm just using the smaller packs that you can grab anywhere. Because when I'm buying cigars here or there, I'm just grabbing the small packs, which is not very cost effective. You should probably just get the three, the 320 gram. Um, but I need to get them online, and I haven't, I haven't done it. But that one has really worked well for me and i mean i don't know what our total investment was on that what was it because oh, that was a humidor? Christmas, yeah uh, about two uh, 260. yeah 260. <laughs> and um it's been fantastic you can display your cigars a little bit and um it's a great humidor i think to start yeah yeah no i i agree i think that um if you're moving, if when you, here's the rule of thumb, okay? Whatever size humidor you buy, X amount of count, you have to maintain 70% of that space with tobacco or humid allotted objects that will draw humidity, okay? So if you have a 100 count humidor and you've got 15 cigars in it, the cigars are never gonna stay in good shape because they're constantly battling the wood for the humidity, right? So if you're moving into a humidor and you're ready to go, um, now if we're talking brand humidor, any humidor that's got a sure seal and it's Spanish cedar, go nuts, man. I, I, I don't know that there's one company better than the other. Um, I've got a fucking fit with one company right now. I've, I ordered a, a 4,000 count cabinet display that has been on hold for fucking two months and has never shipped. Uh, so I've got an issue with that right now, but um a sure seal a good size maybe that's another giveaway we'll do i got a couple humidors we can hand out some hunter counts 
mail them out to uh, to the patrons. Maybe we'll do that. You, you, you know what, Mike? Mike, Mike, you're listening to this, Michael Hare. I got you. Uh, I'll hook your address. I'll hook your address up tomorrow. You've got a hundred count humidor coming your way. Done and done. Let's we'll throw that out there right now. We'll do this right now. Here, uh, Hodge, let these guys know. All right, what did we just decide we're going to do for Michael Hare? We're going to give him a 100-count humidor. Yeah, sounds good. It's got a big American flag on it, right? I haven't seen it. No. But anyway, the other uh, thing I would say about the humidors is what are, is your expected rotation? I mean, are you... You know, are you going to collect a few? You know what I'm saying? It's like you get a box, you go through a box. Are you going to keep some? I like to keep some around like like Las Caveras. We got that box. Almost all of us bought that. We bought the uh, Drac. We bought a... We a, bought a couple. <laughs> yeah. So we, we want to get through the hype and then, you know, like next Halloween, if they don't bring out the Drac again, they'll probably bring out something different. If we want a next Halloween, the Karloff, we'll Karloff, oh, the yeah, Karloff. Karloff. I'm sorry, um, we got them. So I hold back some cigars. I kind of collect them a little bit. Not a big cigar collector, but I do have uh, some that I have been holding on to for quite a while. Um, but decide on what because some you can just get a good box if you're a hundred cigar guy and that's about where you're going to stay. You don't need to get that big display case. It's just kind of what you want to do. This one's a little bit of a retail display case that I have. Yeah. So so is mine. The one. Yeah. At the point that you get into towers and shit like that, these are humidors that you see in stores. Um, but I want to touch again, Michael Hare, patron, dude, bro. Uh, you got a humidor coming your way. It's going in the mail Friday morning, because that's when I can get to the post office. So you'll have it uh, sometime next week. It's coming your way, season, ready to roll. Uh, we'll get it going. Um, it's going to be good, man. Yeah. But with, with, with that question, to wrap it out, what you have to maintain and what you have to understand is, and I'll make this easy, without going to 70% of a number, if you have a 25-count humidor, you need to have at least 14 cigars in it at all times. Okay? If you have a 50-count humidor, you need to have at least 25 cigars in it at all times. 100-count, 50, so on and so forth as you go. Okay? Make sure that humidity stays level, you're where you want to be, and you keep your cigars. You have to maintain a certain amount to the total quantity of the box you have them in. That's simple as that gets without getting weird. There you go. So I just fired up an Oliva V uh, Liga Special Maduro, uh, Maduro Liga Special Churchill. Um, I have two of these. Uh, they're about... Um, these are from 18, so they're three years old. Uh, and I'll tell you already, uh, burn issue ain't was all that La Comina because this thing is cooking, baby. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> well, do you have any more of those tats? The what? Those tats you have in there. The, the, um, these? Yeah, those. So my only one. And you know, uh, we smoked one together, so you had more. We did them together. Listen, um, and that's another thing I'm letting you know. I am going to Kansas City this weekend, and um, I will be stopping at Outlaw. So, um, but this tat is an absolute. Is this the Avalon or? Avalon. The Avalon. Very good cigar. But I'm going to go ahead and um, since you brought this one for me, the Las Caveras, this is what? Is, 18. Don't tell me. Okay. Oh, you shit. told me. Sorry. 18. Sorry. 
Um, but I'm looking forward to this because yeah. I haven't had one of these in a while. Um, I still have a 19, an 18, and a 20. I think I have one 19 that you gave me. Um, still would like to, we've talked about the Las Caveras line, obviously it's one of your absolute uh, faves is, did you tell me the 14 was the bomb? Hopefully someday we That's can try right one here. of those. Yeah, it's hopefully 14. we can try a 14. Shit, I hope. Well, I smoked my last 14. I was talking about this the other day. I smoked it in 2017. Actually, I know I know when I smoked that last one. I smoked that last one the night I met the woman of my dreams. I was I had that in hand smoking it when I shook her hand. That was August 17th of 2006. 17, 16, 16, I think. It was the last, the last 14 Calaveras I had, and I smoked it that day. I also No, there's no photo proof, because I wasn't on Instagram or any of that shit at that point in time, so I didn't have a picture of it, but I did smoke it. I also want to tell everybody, too, that these pictures that we put up, I take pictures of kind of what we're doing in the podcast, and you'll see... Um, you've seen some soft lighters. You'll see some lighters that we have in the pictures. The skull head, kind of that, it's almost like a steampunk. Um, like an owl. Like a, like a, the steampunk skull, kind of that soft lighter that we that got. That we have? Yeah, that I yeah, got. Yeah, yeah. I have that filled up. I just don't, I, it right. doesn't fit in my fucking case. But we've had that in our pictures. And then my skull face owl, which when you open the lighter, it's an owl. And when it shuts, He's got a skull face that goes over the owl. These it's are almost from, like a masquerade kind yeah, of owl. Yeah, this is a my... Um, Holy Bible. Holy Bible. Um, and it's on our Instagram. I think we've had it on there, whatever. But that's where these lighters are coming from. And I will just tell you, they're absolutely fantastic. Don't expect them quick. I think if you guys get on there and like a specific lighter, which they got all kinds of shit on there, from necklaces to bracelets and shit, but I, I thought their lighters were unique. Probably expect a month and a half, probably eight weeks to get whatever you order on that. I just wanted to throw that out there. But once you get it, man, you'll be happy because nobody else has got one. But you they're got. all handmade, they're custom, Amazing. they're filed, they're insane. Um, all right, so we're, we're gonna have one more pour. We're smoking through these cigars. All the patrons are gonna see these cigars on the after hours, and then we're gonna do that thing where we kick back and chill, man. Um, yeah, I thought, I'm gonna walk in, and uh, I'm still on here, but I'm gonna walk in because Mark came on a day where, uh, and I keep calling Mark the Viking and the cowboy here, but we um, just were a little milestone with our, our remodel. We got our appliances countertop in. And we're just at a little benchmark that's kind of nice, and I thought I would break out with me and Mark. Maybe one of the best years of the old Fitzgerald. I'm down to about oh, no, an sir. inch. And we're, I was going to have a pour uh, with the Viking and the Cowboy here of the nine year, just to kind of uh, meet in a little benchmark here at my remodel. And uh, Mark will chat with you guys while I run in and grab that. And it'll be at room temperature, and we'll pour that and pour that to finish out our... Uh, well, I mean, if there's, you know, everyone's got walk-in music, right? If there's walk-off music, that's, uh, so I, we've talked about the old fits, man. Like, we, we really, I, I think the old fits, it, it probably rivals uh, the Booker's finishes for the most consistently uh, promising, the most consistent, yeah, consistently promising whiskeys 
that we get every year. And by we, you know, the bookers, I, I kind of headline those. I find them, I get them, let the boys know. Uh, the Cowboy is number one on, on the entire backed up uh, Old Fitzgerald bottle and bond layout, which is absolutely insane. Um, I'm really excited about this uh, to finish off with this. Uh, these uh, Oliva V, you know, this is one of the cigars that we talked about doing for classics. But I don't, I, I think that everyone knows Oliva, man. Like it, when you get into that V, now there's some history we can talk about the S, you know, uh, the OG V, they're all still out there. Uh, but the V is really, obviously, you can see it, it's what's become kind of pinnacle and uh, build up and ownage inside the Oliva company with uh, the Oliva V and all, all six of its Vitolas. The, Ovali, the Oliva V Maduro Special, and it's four, three or four Vitolas, I believe. And then you have the Oliva V Milano, right? So you, ha you have the Milano, you have the Milano and the Natural and the Maduro Torpedo. You have the Milano and the Robusto, the Milano and the Churchill. You have the Milano and the V, the Milano and the Maduro and Natural Double Figurado. Uh, I'm sorry, Figurado. Um, and you just, V has kind of become the pinnacle of what's going on. So what we're going to do is, with that Oliva talk being finished, uh, we're going to wrap this episode out. Uh, let's not pour that just yet. Oh, okay. So, guys, we're smoking this, or we're going to drink this. We're smoking our cigars, the 2018 Calaveras uh, Robusto Burning, uh, the Oliva V. Maduro Special, Churchill Burning. Uh, we're going to go to the Patreon after hours. Now, this is the kind of fun stuff that gets, saw on, that gets seen on there. So $3 per month, patreon.com slash craftimpuro. You guys get on there and check that out. Uh, I'm gonna sign this thing out after a quick story. We'll bring uh, the cowboy back in here. Uh, this is the Viking, man. It's been a really fun episode. Uh, we'll see you guys back probably a couple episodes next week, uh, probably, because we're gonna get a, one good thing done and then we got a cool interview option uh, that's gonna happen next Thursday. So, uh, for Craft and Pure, I'm the Viking. I'm the Bourbon Cowboy. Man, listen, always uh, from the Bourbon Cowboy, thanks for listening. And, uh, man, we'll see you next year. <laughs> year? Are we done? I know. I just, We're done for the year? I did slip up. I don't know. What, <laughs> maybe I'm still stuck in last year. Still trying to get to the new year. See you next week. See you next week. Yeah. Right. So, giddy up, and we'll see you next week. Cheap on them. We'll see you. Cheers.